Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Six wide receivers are locked into your week seven lineups. We'll kick it off. Tyreek Hill at the Philadelphia Eagles. Cooper Cup versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stefan Diggs at the New England Patriots. Hayden Winks. These are your top three wide receivers this week. Yeah, these are the three wide receivers projected for at least 83 and a half receiving yards in the underdog fantasy pick em lobby, which we like to reference because there's a lot of money at stake, not just one person's rankings. Uh, so, yeah, th- and then even the next three after that, these are the guys that you would love to have in your lineups because during bye weeks right now, there are a lack of superstar players playing this week just because of injuries. And by weeks. Yeah. I mean, those superstars include Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers on a bye this week. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, they've got some pretty good wide receivers. Yeah, maybe yep. Houston Texans and Nico Collins, Garrett Wilson, the New York Jets, and then whoever the hell the Titans want to throw out there too. They're your six bye week teams. Um, just a few absurd notes on these clear top three wide receivers this season. Tyreek Hill is only 186 yards short of 1,000 yards on the season. Damn. I mean, he, he's like legitimately going to have 2000 yards and like we're not even going to blink twice about it. Uh, he is averaging f- over five yards per route run. Yeah. <laughs> per yeah. route run. That's why that's why if I was voting right now, he would be my MVP. Like, like that's absurd. We joke about players doing wind sprints and being part of the underdog cardio club. He's averaging five yards per route run out there. Uh, he also, to put into context of what Mike McDaniel is incorporating his skills into his offense, this is courtesy of the great retreat bar. Go check out his worksheet over at Sharp Football. Tyreek Hill has 724 yards this season with pre-snap motion. The next closest player is at 354. Yeah. And each week, it's not the same motion. They're doing different things. Right. Like it's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, and Philadelphia, despite their corners and their defensive talent, how much they've invested in it, they've actually given up. Like two good wide receivers, a lot of yardage and a lot of points for Cooper Cup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Pittsburgh, they have reshuffled their cornerback rooms, but Brian Ayuk went up there and got eight for 129 and two. Devontae Adams, 13, 172 and two. Nico Collins, seven, 168 and two. Uh, Mari Cooper, seven for 90s. Even Zay Flowers went five for 73. So Cooper Cup um, should do quite well this weekend. Immediately already the wide receiver two in yards per route run. And I think without the running backs with the the Rams, I think that Matthew Savage is going to drop back a ton. So giddy up for Cooper Cup. And finally, with Stefan Diggs and the New England Patriots, because we talk about that defense all the time and taking away the primary of the opposite team. They've struggled to do that with Josh Allen and they've struggled to do that with Stefan Diggs. Um, actually, to open this season, the first time in his career that he's had 100 plus yards in four straight games, which is pretty amazing to think about and in two games against this Patriots defense a year ago again all the coaches are the same and I would say the personnel can be even worse due to all the injuries mm-hmm. Diggs posted lines of 792 and one and 7104 and one yeah ridiculous stuff okay you wide receiver four five and six AJ Brown versus the Miami Dolphins Keenan Allen at the Kansas City Chiefs and Amon Ra St. Brown at the Baltimore Ravens so I I want this Rams or this Lions Ravens game to shoot out because I, I I I have a feeling that both of these defenses are a little bit 
overrated on the Lions side when we get to Zay Flowers in a second. They're dealing with injuries in the secondary. The Ravens numerically look really good on paper, but they face really bad quarterbacks this entire season. So I do think that Amon Ross St. Brown, just like I said, with Cooper Cup, with the Lions dealing with a bunch of running back injuries, you should ex- expect even more targets going to Amon Ross St. Brown this game. Just quickly in ARSB, we've talked about how these round two and round three wide receivers have been highly fluctuating all season long. Um, he creeped into the end of the first round, but let's still count him as a second round wide receiver. Yeah. He has been super steady. He either has 100 receiving yards or a touchdown in every game this season. And this past weekend was the first time he has done both. Um, for Keen Allen at the Kansas City Chiefs, he has 9.6 air yards per target this year, which is highest rate in the NFL since 2019. So Kellen Moore is expanding the field for him. And then obviously A.J. Brown versus the Miami Dolphins. That is the game that we should expect to shoot out this week. Yeah, highest team total or game total of the week. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, AJ Brown's actually getting targeted on 41% of his routes against man coverage with 4.16 yards per route run. So if the team plays defense against him, he's like just a slightly lesser Tyree kill. Out yeah, there so wild stuff this year. Okay, before we get going with the rest of his names and we're going to get to, I don't know, 41 or 42 in this. We have this goal of hitting 100,000 subscribers. The only way we get there is if you actually hit the button. If you watch, so do it. Hit subscribe. Join us along this journey the rest of the way through this season because we're having a blast making this content for you. Next, Devontae Adams checks in here. After press conferences, even a tweet, we get Devontae Adams at Chicago Bears. There is no better situation to walk to, and that's maybe the Denver Broncos defense, uh, for Devontae Adams to get a squeaky wheel here. Yeah, I was just saying, there's, there hasn't been a wheel that has squeaked louder than this one. <laughs> um, but he's still limited with on the injury report. Jimmy G is out, which means it's going to be Aiden O'Connell, it sounds like. In the last two weeks, Devontae Adams, 6.3 and 6.5, expected half PPR points. But still, when Devontae Adams is being this loud, I trust Devontae Adams. And that's basically what I go back to here. And you know what? This is... I would say a different tone that we're getting from Devontae Adams versus other cryptic wide receiver stuff that we've seen, you know, I just think he's being very pointed and very direct in it. Sean Reed, who does a great work over at the athletic, I believe my takeaway for Devontae Adams comments today, he values winning above all else, but he knows the Raiders can't win at the level he wants to without the offense being significantly better for the offense to be that he needs to get the ball more. It's fairly simple. Devontae, simple. Thank you, brother. Yeah, Devontae basically knows he's the best player on this team. Yes. And, and that is. stinks. <laughs> he wants to win, so he should get the ball more. Point play, yes. period. Yeah, I, I think it's a good game plan. We'll see if Aiden O'Connell wants to do it. <laughs> you have Jalen Waddle. Um, this is maybe the highest you've had Jalen Waddle ranked yes. all season. Yeah, it definitely is. Last two games, he's almost had 14 expected half PPR points in each of them. That coincides with Devon Achan missing. Um I think this Eagles defense is very injured in the secondary. They haven't been that good overall, and that's why offenses facing Philadelphia have chosen to pass the ball at the third highest rate in the NFL. So as a reminder, we have not seen Jalen Waddle run the ball 70 yards downfield after the catch. He's still very, very capable of doing that. Um, so I think that a huge game could be waiting uh, in this one. Um, I, I can see both of these teams passing the ball a ton in this game and finishing with the most plays points everything and i don't want to forget that jalen waddle could absolutely light this thing up yards after the catch wise we talked about it i guess it was instant reactions and i think we talked about it in stats versus film as well where 
it felt like, and it might be because of the HN injury, they wanted to direct things and funnel things in the direction of Jalen Waddle more often. And that is seen through his team target share, uh, 36% and 30% in the last two games in comparison to 11.4, 20.7, and 14.7. Oh, yep. for the opening three games where some injuries were mixed in there too. I think it was last game or the game before that, the first play of the game was just a screen to yeah. him. So that's like a good sign that they're trying to really get things going. It's pretty good when you're this dominant offensively and then you have like, oh, yeah, we probably need to get Jalen Wall the football a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, literally a superstar, yeah. <laughs> Puka Nakua, uh, we already talked about Cooper Cup. So now we have two pairs of wide receivers. He is also facing this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Hayden, I think early season Puka lovers are maybe a bit torn on how they should be perceiving Puka Nakua now and moving forward just because the ceiling isn't quite there like it is earlier this year. Yeah, I still think there there are ceiling outcomes for him just because it's going to be just Puka and Cooper Cup soaking up all of that target share. And I think that Matthew Stafford is very live to throw the ball 40 plus times in this game without the running backs. Um, and even the last two weeks, like Puka has been totally fine when it comes to target shares. A um, little bit different game last week. But I think Puka Nakua has a very live role in this offense, winning over the middle, um, taking some big clean hits down the field as well. So um, right now, the the Rams are top 10 in, in wide receiver fantasies over the last month. I don't expect that to change. So I think he's like long-term an upside wide receiver too. But in bi-week injury hell, I call him a wide receiver one. I think the big way for him to get more of these spiked weeks or, or bigger weeks is just scoring touchdowns. 9.8%. Uh, he's the only other top 12 scorer this season with fewer than 14.5% of their points coming from a touchdown so mm -hmm. far this year. Yep. So let's score more touchdowns. Simple game. Brandon, now you close out your top 10 and tier one here. Uh, this is at the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has struggled at their cornerback room and a team that loves to blitz. Yeah, and I trust Brandon Ayuk to win these one-on-one -on -one matchups. Obviously, the 49ers are projected for a ton of points despite being on the road here. We're still waiting for Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Trent Williams injury notes just because they play on Monday Night Football. Uh, we'll learn more on Saturday what their final deal is. But I think Brandon Ayuk, man coverage, and that's what the Vikings do when you blitz. You play man coverage behind it. I think Brandon Ayuk could have some really big plays in this one. And Brock Purdy's actually been very good against cover zero and cover one looks this season top five in EPA per target. So a uh, good spot. And this might be the highest I've ranked Brandon Ayuk as well. But I think it's granted because Debo seems to be picking up an injury every single week. And with so many wide receivers on a bye, I think his talent warrants a yes. top 10 wide receiver status. Um, from Reeves again, and this is just assuming that Debo Samuel is either hindered or, or doesn't play. Brenna Uke has run 137 routes without Debo Samuel on the field, but with Brock Purdy under center, he has a team tied 28.4% of the team's targets on those routes with a 2.88 yards per route run. Yep. Good play. Okay, tier two. Send it on over to there. This one leads off with DK Metcalf. Um, questionable. Facing the Arizona Cardinals, a passive defense, and probably at their worst against outside corners. Or outside wide receivers, I should say. Yeah, starting with the Seahawks, they have the third highest implied point total of the week, all the way up to 26. That might be the highest they'll have this the entire year. And then you look at the individual matchup for these outside wide receivers. You're dealing with a six-round rookie corner, and then their other corner, Marco Wilson, last week, uh, going into last week, had the uh, most 
yardage allowed according to PFF. So if DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are healthy and both of them are on the injury report, DK Metcalf hasn't played because of hip injury and rib injuries. Tyler Lockett's been limited in practice with a hamstring injury. We still don't know both of their statuses, but if they are healthy, I want to be playing them certainly in this type of matchup. If they're not healthy, I think JSN is a sneaky flex play, even if both of these guys are active, just because they are dealing with injuries, according to the injury report. And there's enough volume and points to go around um, against a, a struggling Cardinals defense. I try to hide these players' heads, so I can't really tell who's next. Tyler Lockett is next as your wide receiver 12, so they are back-to-back here. That means there are three pairs of wide receivers in the top 12 overall of your groupings this week, which is cool. Well, yeah, I'm just to show this, this is implied point total and then plays per game. There's just been a a haves and have-nots. Like, there's so many teams in this category. There's only so many actually good offenses right now. If you've been watching the NFL, it's very clear. So I'm going to take my chances on these type of teams over here. Like that. Like that. Uh, Just a couple of notes here. I think last week was the first time Tyra Lockett surpassed 50 yards on the season. So this is a bold take from you. This is a bold take having him as wide receiver 12. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Pick'em Lobby has him at 56 and a half yards. That's the other thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, DK Metcalf, 56 and a half yards. Lockett, 56 and a half yards. These next like 12 to 15 players are going to go over in the Pick'em Lobby. They're from like 60 to 48 and a half yards. Like we're talking about just flipping coins with anything. So I'm trying to find like one or two little narratives to kind of resort these guys. But this is a huge, massive flat tier. And all these players are super inconsistent Tyler Lockett to me has not been the same exact player but in this with the context of the team total I'm gonna shoot for the moon and the narrative you might spin is again those outside corners that you talked about we know that's where Tyler Lockett spends the majority of his time and DK Metcalf spends almost all of his time Arizona is allowing 10.3 yards per target and 10 receptions per game to opposing wide receivers who play on the outside I mean Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup all went for over 148 yards and uh, Chase had three touchdowns. Cooper Cup had one touchdown. Ayuk had none. So it could be a great week. Yes. Um, quickly, for those who are new to the channel, you might be asking where are Thursday Night Football? Well, we do this on Friday. More information. Not all of the information. That's what Sunday morning live show is for. Um, Hayden had uh, Christian Kirk as his wide receiver 14 this week. And then he had Calvin Ridley as his wide receiver 116 this week. Nailed it. Completely nailed it. We will have to have a legit Calvin Ridley discussion. I'm excited. Stats versus film. Because Calvin Ridley was open. Uh, he was. We'll pull it up. Okay. Zay Flowers is next. This is against the Detroit Lions. Uh, a season high 78 yards this past weekend. Yeah. So this is another bold stance right here with Zay Flowers. I haven't even ranked him nearly as high as this one. He's been the wide receiver 17 in usage. Over the last month, the Lions secondary might be without three key starters, including a safety, their cornerback one, and then a slot corner as well. Um, and Brian Branch, um, pick and lobby at 56 and a half yards, puts them right into this tier. And I just think that this is a potential shootout game. The team totals aren't very high in this game. I wonder if both these offenses are just too good and the Ravens could start really ironing this thing out now that they have an offensive line back and some of these drops will even out and all of a sudden Lamar's numbers will look really really strong at wide receiver 14 it is Amari Cooper at the Indianapolis Colts outside of the week that DTR played and outside of week one Amari Cooper has at least 90 yards in those games 
Yeah, he's just still so damn good. Um, and Deshaun Watson coming back, which I'm expecting and assuming in this ranking, uh, certainly helps. The catchable ball rate's up 14% when Deshaun's in the lineup here. Now we're still trying to figure out if Deshaun is like truly healthy or if he's actually hampered. But yeah, Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper is up to 11 expected fantasy points with Deshaun Watson this year. And then he'll also see some of the rookie cornerback, Juju Brents, who uh very athletic guy, but also can be kind of manipulated and baited. And I think that Amari Cooper still is one of the more underrated route runners and still super physical after the catch. Marquise Brown is your wide receiver 15. Again, this is the opposite end of the Seattle Seahawks. To me, this is all dependent on what Joshua Dobbs shows up. Sure. And that if he's accurate, which he hasn't been over the last two weeks, or if he plays decently well, like he did for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah. Marquise Brown didn't have any fantasy points last week, but had like 17 expected fantasy points because he 11 was 11 targets and less than 50 yards. Nearly, nearly. But that's the accuracy I'm talking goals. about. Sure. But at least he's getting downfield looks. You start going down this list on all these guys are just peppered underneath. Um, yeah, it's just it's not a, a great spot, but the Cardinals have like breached that tier where they're not like projected for like 15, uh, 15 points as a team anymore. I will say the Seattle Seahawks defense right now, they're like second worst against fantasy wide receivers. Don't believe that. Like, just remove that from your brain. Once Devin Witherspoon and Jamal Adams are back in the lineup, which they are now, this defense, I think, has a chance to be really good. They're top 10 in sack rate, and all of a sudden their secondary is getting healthier with young players. I think that this Seahawks team can go on a little bit of a run here. Um, Either way, though, Marquise Brown, who's the wide receiver 11 in usage over the last month, I know he's barely been missed, but um, the upside case is still there. We've seen it multiple times with Dobbs already. Mike? Evans, your wide receiver, 16. Um, there's someone – is Chris Godwin? No, he's, 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 he's down. a bit further down there. Um, you don't anyway. know their foreheads? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm doing my best for the few commenters that say, like, hey, I cheat and I spoil myself by looking at all the players' name, faces yeah, and all that stuff. But then there are other people who, like, complain that there aren't player names and right. we can only see – anyways, try to please everyone here. Uh, Mike Evans was not pleased last week because – Speaking of missing by this much, he had like a 90-yard touchdown that yep. was bad at the line of scrimmage that he was open for. Um, and this against Atlanta Falcons defense against outside wide receivers are doing quite well. I think A.J. Terrell is going to shadow Mike Evans here. I do too. And then you have Jesse Bates, one of the best free safeties, kind of roaming uh, behind him as well. So not a good matchup for Mike Evans. Like you said, though, he has been playing well. The usage has been awesome to see. And pick and lobby still has him at 57 and a half yards and at least – it was Terry McLaurin last week, right? Where he had like what almost nine, 10 receptions somewhere in that range against AJ Terrell. So even though we love AJ Terrell and Jesse Bates, it doesn't mean that they completely eliminate players either, especially the way Mike Evans has been playing. He seems to be over his hamstring injury right now. Wide receiver 17 is Devontae Smith. In an alternate universe, he would be up there in like the top 12 as like the fourth pair of duos but no we're getting him here against this miami dolphins team um we have not seen so far this year hayden both aj brown and Devonte smith have a game together right. and last year there were eight games where both were top 24 scoring wide receivers and it's been zero so far this season yeah i'm still not ruling it out but the thing that i'm monitoring with Devonte smith this week Started out with a DNP, then was limited in practice. We don't know if he's going to fully practice on Friday. But if he goes DNP limited, limited, 
that those type of injuries when you're dealing with a hamstring do scare me and do justify a little bit of a price down. Um, he does say that he will play. It's a very important game just based off of like power rankings. Um, but yeah, Devontae Smith has just, his usage has not been the same. And I think it goes back to your AJ Brown stats. Like when AJ Brown's averaging four yards per route run against man coverage, and he's the first read on all the looks like why go away from that? Still capable of a huge game though. Oh, of course. Michael Pittman as the wide receiver 18 against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, is there that much more that needs to be said? Like monster in terms of target volume, but man, this pass rush against Gardner Minshew is going to make it super duper difficult. Even if they do play a ton of man coverage, the highest rate at the league. Yeah, so this is like a very pro and con. Pro, Gardner Minshew last week uh, while trailing, they went with an 83% neutral pass rate. They were obviously trailing for a lot of that game. Um, But they will pass the ball a ton with Gardner Minshew. Con, the Colts have Denzel Ward and have been the number one fantasy defense against wide receivers. The sack rate obviously is elite with Miles Garrett as well. Um, I'm worried about the Colts getting completely bullied in this game as well, but Michael Pittman is more or less a safety blanket for them underneath him and Josh Downs um, are going to soak up all the targets, especially if Alec Pierce, who um, is left last week with a shoulder injury, I believe. Uh, I think Michael Pittman just like a volume based play. I'm not expecting big stuff though. Jacoby Myers as a top 20 wide receiver has been one of the more surprising and pleasantly surprising, I should say, outcomes of this fancy season. And if Devontae Adams isn't getting as many opportunities, that means, you know, Jacoby Myers is. Yeah, he's over the last month of the season, which doesn't include his week one game where he was a complete monster. He's been the wide receiver 16 on wide receiver 15 usage. He's like right next to a bunch of really studly players this year. So it's pretty remarkable that he's ranked this high with, quote Aiden O'Connell as his quarterback and he's still ranked this high but it's been justified man he's he's a just a good player like there's no other way around Debo closes out the top 20 um it's assuming that he plays uh this is against the Minnesota Vikings is it just like hey when they blitz man coverage even though Debo's better against zone at least his splits indicate that mm-hmm. uh all he needs is like a couple yards of catch opportunities and he can go Yeah, this is kind of just a placeholder. I want to see what his final practice reports actually look like here. So I'm assuming he's going to play and not be himself, which is what we've seen the last couple games as well. And I just think if you are seeing man coverage, I think I would rather throw the ball to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel is more like the gadget guy and stuff. But there's less gadget opportunities when there's potentially seven uh, pass rushers coming down. Right. I also... Is it worth the conversation to talk about this? We we discussed tight ends during the previous show and quarterbacks go and watch that. Um, I wonder if they're sending extra heat and if Debo doesn't play, if that kind of eliminates the bigger bump that we would get from George Kittle, if they're sending extra people, cause he might just stay in a block. Yeah. Especially if Trent Williams isn't playing right. or is not himself. Right. Trent Williams I, of the three players, Trent Williams is dealing what it looks like to me, a high ankle sprain. Ooh. So we'll see. Now he he played against Miles Garrett last week and held his own. Trent Williams is like one of the freakiest humans on the entire planet. I need uh, to post this short that we have from Colt uh, when they were in Washington together. Uh, Trent Williams and Deshaun Jackson raced for ten yards, and it wasn't even close. Trent Williams beat him. He is he is one of a kind. It wasn't Did- even close. Did you see them fighting uh, before the game last last yeah. week? And then Trent Williams comes in and pushes one guy, and then everyone else is like, all right. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're done. We're done. Okay. 
Have you ever been on vacation? After a long day of activities or sightseeing, you have a night in. Room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series. And when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right, three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Tier three, this is where the goods happen, Hayden. Uh, Terry McLaurin pops in here. Um, we've talked about it with Sam Howell, how you can be kind of mediocre to bad at times playing quarterback, yet rank really highly in fancy points. A lot of that is rushing. But here, Terry McLaurin against this New York Giants defense. Marquise Brown got home. Debo Samuel got home big. DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. Four of those five players all scored a touchdown or got 100 receiving yards. Yeah, it's just a great matchup for Terry McLaurin. They are starting two um, rookies on the perimeter. And then not that he plays in the slot, but I was looking at PFF grades. And my my boy, Adoree Jackson, he's been one of the worst corners in the slot as well this year. So no surprise the Giants have been getting lit up. Uh, yeah, I was actually in a class with Adoree. Um, and class. No, he showed up to class. We we should, we actually have to show up to class at USC because you, you know you have to get in. Right. Tell that to Nick Young. Okay, that was a different and, era. And OJ Mayo. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, anyways, the Giants' pass defense, twenty-seven in EPA allowed. Terry McLaurin has been completely separating from the other wide receivers in terms of targets, at least last week. Okay, wide receiver twenty-two. This is where Chris Godwin checks in. This actually might be a better matchup on paper than the one that Mike Evans had because Atlanta um, is allowing 8.4 yards per target, seven and a half touchdown rate to slot wide receivers this year. But we haven't gotten like pure slot usage from Chris Godwin either. Yeah, it's just a much easier matchup if AJ Terrell does follow Mike Evans, which I think is fairly likely in this game. Still, I just think there's a, a big talent gap between Godwin and Mike Evans at this point. So pick and lobby is really kind for Chris Godwin though, 16 and a half receiving yards. And that puts him like squarely in the mix with these other guys, like even going up to the middle part of the next tier. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like all these guys are projected for basically the same amount of points. Okay. Let's have a fun conversation with wide receiver 23 Christian Watson, because again, this is about the best matchup you can have against a historically yep. bad defense against the Denver Broncos. We discussed Jordan love yesterday and how you're, it's it's the typical matchup of below average quarterback against worst defense, which one wins in that department. But we also have Christian Watson here where to me, it's all dependent on if there's an accurate deep ball or not, yes. because that's how we got home last year. And, and really his first extended action this year, it was, Hey, you took one for 77 yards, but then the other three were incomplete. Um, and that's all to say until his, target tree changes he's a high variance player that is more dependent now on jordan love hitting those versus aaron Rodgers hitting those last year 
Yeah, that's that's perfectly said. The only thing I'll add, though, is they can scheme him up, and he does have the athleticism to do that totally. as well. So if Jordan loves inaccuracies downfield, do really come into play? There are other ways that they can – other levers that they can pull with him. Christian Watson against this Broncos defense, man. They're, I'm paying attention to the Broncos' safeties. They've both been on the injury report. It's just been a total disaster. They can't rush the passer at all. So there is time for Jordan Love to wait for Christian Watson to get downfield. Very volatile, volatile player. Pick and love, pick and lobby obviously loves him this week as well because the Packers are projected for 23 points. That's top 10 on the week. It's one of those where Christian Watson can catch one and outscore this yes. wide receiver 23 stuff immediately. Like, yeah. On, on a slate like this, he can break the slate. Like yeah. with other the whole position down, he has the the potential to go crazy. It's an interesting name for Battle Royale's out there. Yes. Christian Watson. For sure. DJ Moore is your wide receiver 24 um, per Rich Rebar. Tyson Bagent targeted DJ Moore six times on just 15 pass routes. Um, he caught four of the six for 44 yards when Bagent was in the game. Yeah, I saw a tweet that Bagent um, threw a couple interceptions to the Colorado's state of the mines or something like that. Some <laughs> random universe just last year. Um, so, I mean, we're dealing with a pretty... Pretty I know nothing about him. I literally don't know think, anything. Think Taylor Heineke, but probably worse. Like is a rookie, it like Chris Strebler a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I think okay. we're right on the same page. Um, I'm surprised that the Bears aren't projected for fewer points, though. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are teams that are projected for fewer points than the Bears with Bajan here. Um, Pick'em Lobby has DJ Moore at 52 and a half yards. I know he's been like the number one or number two wide receiver over the last month, but he's been the wide receiver 23 in expected points um, that will regress. He's just been running really hot against uh, or on long touchdowns here. Secondary is still bad for the Ra- Raiders though. So he's still got a chance and he will be the focal points of this offense and they can utilize him in the screen game. So Jordan Addison goes from playing the Chicago bears last week to playing the San Francisco 49ers this week. We yes. got our wish that he's playing hundred percent of the routes, but the only way he got home last week was due to a touchdown. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed on his target share, but that could even out over the course of the season. They'll certainly need him. Offense is facing the 49ers, pass the ball neutral situations at top five rates, and the Vikings will very clearly be trailing in this game most likely. So I think Addison will get there. They can scheme him up enough. I trust O'Connell to hide Jordan Addison's weaknesses against press coverage. And he's still very live. We, we've seen it almost every single week for big plays. So um, bad matchup, but I still trust Jordan Addison to get it done. Drake London, the wide receiver 26. If we get the usage from the last two weeks, right. For the remaining parts of the season, then we get a top 24, top 20 scoring wide receiver in Drake London the rest of the way. Yeah, over the last month, he's been the wide receiver 29 and wide receiver 18 usage. And then this week, it's against the Buccaneers, who are a pass funnel. They're 23rd against fantasy wide receivers. Offense is facing Tampa Bay, choose to pass the ball all the time, which has been true for years in a row. Drake London still very good at football, in my opinion, receiving yards at 46 and a half, according to the Pick'em Lobby. Um, still fairly boom bust because you are reliant on Desmond Ritter, but... I do think this is a week where I feel comfortable starting Drake London. And there's been a couple of weeks uh, earlier in the season where that was more suspect. Okay. We get Joshua Palmer all the way up as the wide receiver 27 this week. Uh, we are hoping for some fireworks against the Kansas city chiefs, a good defense. We always want to say that a good defense. Yeah, certainly a good defense, but Josh Palmer is up to 10.2 expected half PPR points. 
without Mike Williams, that is wide receiver three love. And that doesn't even include the touchdown that he scored last week that was called back, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's so clear that he is the second pass catching option on, on oh, this yeah. team. And it's it's not even it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, they're legitimately using and like, for example, they started the game in 12 personnel with to get Donald Parham on the field instead of Quinta Johnson. And Quinta Johnson didn't do anything when Goose ate. So yeah, he's just a much better player. And like it's interesting if you just listen to this Chargers coaching staff, they go out of their way to be like Josh Palmer's one of the most improved players. We love Josh Palmer. He's a legit NFL player, like blah blah blah. Always. Yep. I trust it. That's what we said in preseason. Okay. Gabe Davis, your wide receiver 26. Um, this is higher than his receiving yard projection would say in the pick'em lobby because that's only at 33 and a half. And I would know that right. because it's the third that I need because Derek Carr hit is higher than one half of a rushing yard on the first drive. Mm -hmm. And he got the free square. Um, I feel like this, I'm not going to say it's a Gabe Davis week, but I mean, 33 and a half, two catches. That's all we need. Yeah, it's he he's not a huge yardage, bro. But man, the matchup is certainly really strong for him. Eruption spot once again. I mean, and he just gets it done. And a half. He just gets it done. I'm I, with you. I saw something from um one Patriots, right? Tyler Kays, maybe? Um, where he mentioned that wide receiver twos against the Patriots have been doing really well this season. Um, and obviously Steph Diggs has a history. Anyways, that's just it's it's on my radar. Well, just people will see the Patriots and be very scared. They're missing Christian Definitely. Gonzalez, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones, Josh Uche, Keon White, Matt Judon. Yeah. Steelers wide receivers in the top 30 wide receivers here. Um, yep. Deontay Johnson is back in our lives. Uh, this is off a of bye week, too. So it's like feels like we haven't seen the Steelers play for a long period of time, which I'm actually right. somewhat thankful for. Yeah, I. I do think there's a chance we could men in black this a little bit, hit the thing and be like, all right, after the bye week, the Steelers are playing fine enough football, tough schedule coming off the bye, finally healthy Deontay Johnson, full participant immediately coming off the bye. We love to see that. Um, I'm still going to lean George Pickens just because he's been for sure healthy. Um, we'll see. I think this offense really needs Deontay because Matt oh, yeah. Canada wants the easy button and Deontay is their best easy button uh, on the offense. So hopefully that does uh, even things out. Tier four. The Broncos wide receivers headline tier four, if you want to call it headlining, is Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton up here. His wide receiver 31, 32. Yeah. I mean, I think that up, this has been an ongoing conversation that we've had. It feels like every single offseason where there's this perception of who Jerry Judy is. And I think the NFL at large sides with more pessimism and hesitation of who he is as an individual talent. And then in the entire package of what the Broncos are like outside of their first 15 games on script, they've been really, really struggling. And especially Russ who is awful when blitzed this season and his opposition in the Packers um, can send some heat when they want to. Yeah. Just put some numbers on that Broncos 26 and sack rate and the Packers are ninth and improving with Rashawn Gary getting healthier and healthier um, matchup wise, more likely that Corlin Sutton sees Jair Alexander. If Jair Alexander is the same player going through that back injury. And then yeah, Jerry Judy has just not been getting it done. I still think that he has high flashes of play. It's just the consistency. So um, it's a decent spot. Um, like for example, the, 
Broncos are projected for 22 points in this game. Um, and we'll see now that the trade deadline is looming. Maybe they like force feed a couple extra targets to one of these guys to get them shipped out of there. Kendrick Bourne is itching to be your wide receiver 33 this week. Um, I was actually not shocked, but like we go and we know all these names, right? And then it kind of seems like Kendrick Bourne is just thrown in there, but it's based on his pick and projection. Like he's getting volume. He's getting opportunities, albeit in a Patriots offense. But at some point you have to pay attention to that. Yeah, he's he's like their yards after a catch threat. Like he's their easy button right now. Hunter Henry is dealing with an ankle injury. We'll see if Juju clears concussion protocol. I believe he's been limited in practice. Devontae Parker's doing some great cardio out there, but Kendrick Bourne is the kind of the guy that when they're not checking the ball down to Ramondre Stevenson, they try to get him going here a little bit. Still waiting on injury news for them. But as we said on one of the other shows, Patriots are projected for the fewest points on the week. This is just, it's a, it's a classic sign of where injuries in the bye weeks are that Kendrick Bourne is ranked this high. Rasheed Rice, the third rookie on this list, and your wide receiver, 34. Uh, I highly doubt that we'll get him playing 90% of the routes or any of those dropbacks, but it's so clear, as we say at every single show and have been for three weeks, he brings something different to this team. And to me, he is the most likely wide receiver to catch a touchdown inside of the 10-yard line or inside the red zone for that. Yeah, last week, MVS 34 routes. Rice was second with 25. Then it was Sky Moore. And then you get down to the Kadarius Tony gadget touches as well. Uh, we'll see if McCole Hardman actually sits up to play in this game. But I do think with Justin Watson out of there, I do think that Rice has a chance to really eat into Sky Moore's usage, MVS's usage because he's the one that looks like the best like real wide receiver to me. And I think that he's going to earn more playing time as the games go on. And the Chiefs right now obviously projected for uh, an elite amount of points on the week. JSN, wide receiver 35. Um, move him up. More. Yeah, move him, move him ahead of Cortland Sutton. Wow. Love it. I mean, we discussed the usage on Stats versus Film. Hopefully all of you tune into that show. Uh, they called a leak play for him. It should have been a touchdown. Uh, it was, I, I didn't say this enough. It's so important coming out of a buy that their objective was to get actual wide receiver usage for JSN, not just short stuff, not just low a dot. It was legit wide receiver stuff. And again, that was obviously a mission that they had during this period. And I think it's very mm. lucky for us that Jason had this early buy, and that also comes on the heels of wearing a wrist brace due to a scaphoid injury, or what we think it was. So despite the lower production, watching the game, I'm much more optimistic about Jason now, and I think in many leagues out there who's probably dropped, mm -hmm. I would be a firm stash on him the rest of the way. Yeah, I would pick him up, especially with both of the receivers dealing with some type of injury here, and like... To me, this is just once we get into this territory, like we're hoping for like four catches for 40 yards. And at least one of these guys has like legitimately start level talent. And that is JSN in theory. So this is the time to just like close your eyes, play the post by rookie bump game with JSN. We saw it in flashes. It wasn't like perfect usage. Like he only had like six expected fantasy points last week. But that turn down really would have changed things yes. if uh, our pers our perspective would be completely different if Gino does make that play and we'll see if Tyra Lockett, that hamstring injury actually plays through it. And we're projecting a Gino Smith bounce back this week where he hasn't had a single game. I think this year of two plus touchdown passes yeah. and they're in a great spot. They're in a great spot. Um, 
I will add again, Mike Bobo is playing like five red zone snaps and JSN is like 11 of those this past game. So it's, it's interesting. Like they love Bobo in those short yarded situations. Um, let me check the, I know Bobo was dealing with some type of Ooh, that injury. would open it up even more. Yeah. He, he had a, a difficult catch or two that he came down with some bumps and bruises. I bet. I'll, I'll note all that stuff in the um, underdog network. By the way, people always complain that we don't spend enough time on these guys. I have notes, charts, matchup notes, injury notes, so much on these players. We just don't have time to talk about every single player as long as we'd want to. So make sure to go update. I'll, I'll be updating my column. Go to underdog network and actually read it. Okay. Josh Downs is next. I mean, we were a little pessimistic on Michael Pittman despite the volume he's getting because everything is closer in. Obviously, Gardner Minshew's at quarterback. It's the Cleveland Browns. And I would say Josh Downs, while he is not limited to just less than five yards on the field now, um, the ceiling, I think, is worrisome of what he brings, especially this week. Yeah, um, but he's at least the wide receiver 37, the wide receiver 34 usage over last month. And in a week like this, you will take it. So he can PPR scam ourselves there. But I don't want to call him that because because – we actually he's, really like Josh Downs. He's good. He's yeah, good. Yeah, we really like Josh Downs. Go and watch our rookie video on him if you want to. Um, he plays big. He he is a he is a fun, fun, fun player. And all of the energy that people bring for Wondell Robinson should be <laughs> devoted to Josh Downs. Let's put, put it that way. Okay, I'm just going to close out this tier. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Josh Reynolds, Curtis Samuel, and KJ Osborne uh, are your wide receivers 37 through 40. I mean, Dobbs had like what one catch last week for yeah. four yards. It, we have to reset our our thoughts, I think, on Jane Reed and Romeo Dobbs now that Christian Watson is back into the lineup. I think we really need to reset it for Jaden Reed because he's not going to be playing as much. His snaps went down immediately, and they can get gadget touches to Aaron Jones and Christian Watson now, um, which really hurts Jaden Reed. Romeo at least can moss on people yes. and dunk on people in the red zone. And this is a week where the Packers are projected for more points. So of this kind of tier, he's the one to me that's most likely to score a touchdown in the red area as well. Um, so yeah, my guy, Josh Reynolds, it looks better just because the no uh, running backs here, but uh, Marlon Humphreys will see some Josh Reynolds and if Marlon Humphreys is healthy. That is very worrisome with with that. And then Curtis Samuel, KJ Osborne, very similar players. The, those teams are probably going to pass the ball enough for them to kind of get, get home. Okay, two more. Wandale, and then we close it with Tutu Atwell, who also just had one target last week for 30 yards. Um, anything you want to say about any of these guys anymore that we did not cover? Again, six teams on a bye and already Thursday night football being played. So that's three-plus wide receivers or four-plus, including Michael Thomas out of the equation so um it's tough pickings here for tears week on friday yeah it really is um for the giants um they lost another uh offensive lineman uh in practice the other guys that have been injured are not due back this week and daniel jones may or may not be playing probably not yeah he hasn't been clear for practice uh or for contact yet so it's a disaster over there um wanda robinson is their guy that they just throw the ball to underneath in hopes to move the chains um and then Tutu Atwell, at least you can say like, oh, they they will scheme up a couple plays for him and he can like take one to the house in a good offense. But the like level of targets is going to be cut in half, if not more, with Cooper Cup back in the lineup. I mean, seeing Jahan Dotson at like wide receiver 47. He's the 101 in the in the placeholder leagues, though. Pains my soul. Pains my soul. But I get it. 
Uh, Jalen Hyde, I think, is an interesting name to watch. Not like mm-hmm. we should count on the Giants when it's all going to crap because of their blocking and quarterback play and stuff, but he is actually playing more. He played like 70% of snaps this past week, and that is a huge spike in previous times and came down with some contested catches over the middle of the field too. So Should have went higher in the draft. Well, I mean, has he proven that yet? All right. He's in the lineup. <laughs> oh, well, so am I. Okay, that's going to do it. Thank you to Weaves. Thank you to Hayden. Thank you to all of you. Again, hit that subscribe button. Go and check out our other uh, our other tiers and ranking shows. And we'll be back on Sunday morning. Much news to discuss. Sunday morning, there is no London or Germany game this week. I'll probably be there. I'll probably be there. Um, and Hayden definitely will be there. So mm. that's it. Up the villa. We will talk to y'all soon. See ya.